ready to worship Jesus today? Woo! We're gonna have a good time. Come on, y'all put those hands together.
Jesus Christ a hand clap of raise church. Man, God is good. And he's continuing to work on our behalf. Wow, God, we just love you. And we thank you that you continue to push back darkness. That at the end of the day, when everything is said and done, every knee is going to bow. It's not that they have a choice. We have a choice now, but it's going to happen. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is King of kings, is Lord of lords, is Prince of peace, and that is still seated today on the throne and reigning in victory. And God, we thank you so much for loving us, for walking with us, for blessing us, for being there beside us when we felt alone. And you've given us peace in those times. Shine upon 
to be get, getting ready to take communion. 
If you're watching us online, we are so glad you decided to join us today. So I'm going to talk for a few seconds to give you a chance to go and run and get some water, some crackers, a granola bar, whatever you can, so that you can remember the Lord Jesus with us. Think about what we just sang. He is for you. He is for you. He is for you. And I'm going to be a little selfish and indulgent. We've got three young men that are here today, the Favors Boys. And they were in a horrific car accident just last week. And they are all here. They are standing up. They are walking. The car didn't make it out, but thank God the car doesn't have a soul and have to worry about going to heaven. But I was thinking about you three, and especially Jalen. They had to cut him out of the car. And it's just like, you know, when you get that call and Tanisia, their mom, sent the pictures. And I see, you know, she has a picture of with their dad, Patrick, in the back and checking out the car that I said when I got those pictures in text, if I didn't believe that God is alive and well, I believe it. He is for you. And just like I'm encouraging those young men, men I want you to know, God is for you. This communion time is not a time for us to think, oh, I can't take communion or what I've done if I messed up. Guess what? It's a new month and this is a do-over for us. We have these elements to remember the Lord Jesus and not just remember Jesus and think, okay, he went to the cross for me. When we remember him as we take these elements, we're remembering he is for me. He is for me. He is with me and he loves me and there is no preface that you have to be good or you have to do right or you have to or you have to it just says he is he is he is and because he is you are and I am and so I'm so excited I really wish I could sing I've got 99 gifts but singing is not one of them because I would just be up here I would just tear this whole stage up so I'm so excited so I sing really loud over there where you all can't hear me but I'm so excited I grew up in communion with such a holy and solemn time but I'm so excited to share with you and encourage you that he is with you, that he is for you in your comings and your goings and your rising up and your setting down. The Lord Jesus loves you with an everlasting love. So I'm a hold back. Thank you, Jesus. You're such a good, good father. You're so good to us. We have these elements to remember the broken body of Jesus Christ. And his body was broken, not just because some really mean people did some really bad stuff. He chose that his body would be broken for such a time as this. That when life happens, we could remember, oh God, I've got access to you. I have access to you. And so I grew up and I would break my wafer because I recognized the broken body of Jesus Christ that makes healing my body, mind, and spirit available to me, that it provides protection for me, that it gives me hope when I feel hopeless, that it gives me just a little extra hang on when all I'm doing is hanging on. So let us eat together. Oh, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for your broken body. Lord, we thank you for your decision that even before the foundations of the earth were established, you knew you would come for us. You knew we would need you. And you knew that we'd have moments like this where we would remember and reflect and say thank you. And so we thank you. We love you so much. We thank you for a fresh start. Lord, we thank you that today as we take this communion, we are all starting out with an A in you. And Lord, help us to rest in that. 
We don't have to do anything to earn it, but let us just rest in that. And out of that resting will be our doing. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, each of you have a cup. And the Bible says that Jesus was pierced in the, his side. And that blood and water came running out to cover our sins. So there was a major, major magic eraser already set for our lives in advance. Ephesians 2.10 says that we, there were good works prepared for us to do in advance of our coming. And so that blood and water that ran out, it was for our healing. And we're going to talk about that a little more today. It was for hope. It was for an assurance. Guess what? Jesus is mine. And so we're going to drink this together in remembrance of him. Lord, we are so grateful. We are so grateful for your sacrifice. And even in all of our excitement, we do settle to turn our full attention on you and your goodness. Lord, we thank you for this moment and all that you are for us. But Lord, what you've done for Converge this week, the good health report, the boys walking away from the accident, the hope that you have and the healing that is coming our way. Lord, we just say thank you. We are so ever grateful to you and we remember your goodness and we choose to accept it, not in a general sense, but a very specific sense that we are loved in you. It is in your precious name that we pray, amen. Let us continue to worship together.
in worship experience. We say welcome also to Converge Nation, our online VFAM who worships with us via rebroadcast each week. And if this is your first time with us here, we say welcome to you as well. To celebrate your first time, we do have a gift that we would like to give you. So we just ask that you would connect with our servant leaders at the Welcome Center at the end of our worship experience, and they can give that gift to you. It's a small token of appreciation and just 
our way of saying thank you for choosing to join us. Converge family, there is a lot that God is doing here, and we want to share that information with you. So the best way to stay in the loop on everything happening here at Converge is to join us and connect with us on our various social media platforms. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at We Are Converge. Please like and share. Fall virtual small groups are underway. The feedback that we have gotten is that it has been a-u-h-a, amazing. So thank you guys for that. that. Thank you to those of you who have joined us. And if you haven't joined us, I say it every week, it's not too late. Our ushers have some information cards that have all of the Zoom details. For those of you here in person, you can grab one at the end of service. Or if you're online and you want to know how to connect with us or want to know all the groups available, just send us an email at echurchatweareconverged.com and we will get that information to you. We have also kicked off our fall Bible immersion campaign as of yesterday, October 1st. Amen? Yes. So we completed our spring and summer campaign where we were journeying through the books of Exodus and Numbers, and now we are in the book of Acts. We are reading a corresponding chapter of Acts every day, and so we just ask you to do a couple of things as you guys take this journey with us. Number one, pray. Ask God to give you insight into what you're reading and ask him to show you how to apply that to your daily life and to your relationships. And then we ask that you journal. Just jot down the insights that you're getting. It is well worth the effort. Also, pay special attention because if you come two weeks from today, you might be a little disappointed. On October 16th, we will not have Converge Live in lieu of Preston Trail's uh, Balloon Glow Festival. But we will be gathering virtually on Sunday, October 17th for Converge Online at 10 a.m. We do encourage you, join Preston Trail for the Balloon Glow. It's also a ministry initiative. It's benefiting the McKinney Little Free Pantry. So it's going to be an outdoor socially, dis socially distant event where there will be uh, food trucks, games, music, and the Balloon Glow at sunset. If you need more information, there should be uh, a link on the screen, or you can navigate to Preston Trail's uh, website at prestontrail.org, and then go to their events page. There you'll be able to register. You'll also see a list of items that you can donate. We encourage you to have your family come out, invite your friends and family to join you. Amen? Amen. We are now entering into the blessed life segment of the worship experience, and this is where each of us has the opportunity to help God move forward the vision and mission that he has given us here at Converge through our giving. If you would like to partner with us financially, we have multiple ways in which you can do that. First, here in person, ushers are in the aisles with envelopes, and so if you need one, just raise your hand. They will get it to you. We just ask that you would fill out the details of the envelopes in its entirety, Doing this helps us to properly account for your giving. You can also give online safely and securely by going to www.weareconverge.com forward slash give. You can give via our mobile app. You just need to search the iOS and Android app stores and find and download Converge Church Plano. And then finally, you can give via text by texting Converge Give along with the dollar amount to 77977. Converge family, as always, we appreciate your generosity, your partnership, and everything that you guys do to help life-giving ministry happen here at Converge. Let us pray. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time of sowing into your kingdom. We thank you that you have made provision and that you just ask us to trust you and give you back a tenth of what you have blessed us with. It all belongs to you, God. We pray blessings upon every person that has partnered with us. We thank you that it is being used to make life-giving ministry happen here in person, globally, locally, Father God, and we just give you all the glory, honor, and praise for it. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you again for your attention. Enjoy the rest of the worship experience. Converge. Hello again. Hello. I'm so glad everybody is with us today. And as you see, our setup is going to be a little more cozy than what it normally is, and that is strategic. First of all, mwah, I miss you. That kiss is for Pastor Ray. He is in, he's actually in Fargo, North Dakota, speaking for a men's conference. So he spoke, he got in last night. Um, to North Dakota. He spoke this after this morning, this afternoon, and he's preaching for them. So Pastor Ray, we've miss, we miss you, and we look forward to you coming back. Because you're gone, I did not cook, but I promise you I'll pick you up some ribs from Hutchins. So anyway, I'm so glad we have everybody here with us, and we have, this is our fifth week in our series, Rhythms, and so thank you for hanging in there for five weeks. Amen. Amen. God has been just so merciful and gracious to us. Week one, we had Shavonda Allen, and I always want to call her Dr. Shavonda. She's got a lot of letters behind her name. She doesn't have that doctorate yet, but I'm going to say thank you, Shavonda Allen, Elemental P, who was here with us. She's a counselor, and she was with us. When she was just talking how to find rest, talking about how we can find rest for our souls. So I think that was a great way to start off this series because sometimes we just get going and we're so frazzled we don't know what to do. If you notice, I'm a little frazzled today. I spoke this morning. I'm not speaking very often, so I was nervous. And you know how your nerves will start in the morning, and they are just sticking with me. <laughs> and so I feel like, you know, the little Odie dog, like, oh, or like the little Instagram puppies, but I'm going to settle myself down. This, in week two, we had Dr. Trevin Fugere here, who is a chiropractor, and he uh, talked with Pastor Ray about my body, his temple, and just some practical things we can do in our physical bodies that would help us feel better, even in our emotions. Week three was with Sharonda Scott, who is a counselor. She's an Elemental P counselor, too. I don't know all of her letters, and no disrespect. We thank her so much for coming. But she spent two weeks with Pastor Ray and talking about filling my cup. And so we've had some powerful word. And as um, Pastor Ray was preparing, he, he told me, oh, you're going to speak. And I was like, okay. And then I was getting nervous, like, okay, what am I going to talk about? And we've got this great women's Bible study going on. And then I didn't want to give, hey, thank you, girls, converge her. 
And so I was like, well, oh, I don't want to, you know, be redundant for them or repeat. And you know how you can go over things in your mind? And this week, the Lord has just been ministering to me, rest in hope. And so I felt like, oh, I'm going to call my girlfriend, but, you know, she's got so much going on. It's only, you know, a week's notice. That's not enough time. I don't want to be disrespectful. And the whole time I'm going over this in my mind, I'm just dialing her number. Because what I have learned in these 50 years of living is to no longer determine someone else's no. Sometimes we talk ourselves out of love and out of opportunity because we say, oh, well, they're too busy or they're not going to say it. So I just said, well, I, we grown. I'm just going to let her say no for herself. And guess what? She didn't. <laughs> and so the reason why I'm having her come with us today, the title of the message or the framework for the message would be regaining rhythm when you've been knocked off course. So we've talked about all the things that are available to us to do to maintain rhythm. And you know what? My friend has a story. And I've known her about seven or eight years, and I've known bits and pieces of the story. And I just, well, I didn't think. I received the download from the Holy Spirit that as we've talked about what to do, I want you to see a picture of someone who has actually done it. And so we're going to have in just a second, I'm going to invite uh, Pastor Ilya Golden up from Amazing Church. She's going to come. But what I do want to do, I know I've just been, you know, kind of all over the place today. But we're going to take a moment to settle and focus because I do want to give you a warning. In order for us to get to the joy of the healing part, Ilya is going to share her testimony. Pastor Ilya is going to share her testimony. And it is like wading through a peanut butter river, but we're not going to stay there. There are some topics that she will mention, and Pastor Ray, she has our full permission, because I just figured that if people can just live the way they want to in the world and invade everything that is holy and sacred, I think the church, we should talk about how do we get to healing. So... At the risk of people turning up their nose or turning off the broadcast, we're just going to go forward. This thing is bathed in grace and in prayer and in wisdom. But I don't want you to be caught off guard. If you had any type of trauma as a child, this may be difficult for you. If you are sitting in the audience today, I'm not looking at the people. I'm going to keep looking at the monitor and you feel like, Ugh, I don't want to be bombarded right now. I prayerfully ask that you just hang on. But if this is not a good time for you to explore some of the themes that we're going to talk about, then feel free. This is how we used to do it at the Baptist church. You step up your right hand index finger. You kind of pivot to the right, and you just dip out to the first door. I just wanted to give us a little giggle, because where we're going, we are taking a journey to victory. So where we start in Ilya's testimony is not where we're going to stop. But if you have children, if you're at home and you have elementary age children, some of the themes of what we're going to touch on, you may not want to explain it to them in this setting, but we have... A ministry for the entire family by video. So this may be a good time to run to the pause, the, 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 the rebroadcast, run to the other room, 
put on Bible Man for the kids and then run back. Don't forget your tissue. I brought my handkerchief because tissue just wouldn't work, but I think I'm going to be good. But we're going to talk about some themes because it's necessary. And so we can't talk about healing, healing. Well, we could talk about healing, 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 and just not really give you a picture. So what I want you to see is not, oh, man, she's been through a lot. When you see this sugar walk up on this platform, I want you to know that today you will be viewing the absolute, undeniable grace and power of God. When we sing about the power of God to keep us, when you see her here, you'll be like, that's what that looks like. When you see, when they talk about, oh, the favor being upon you, when you see her, that is what favor looks like. When you see her, that is a picture of freedom. And freedom doesn't come like, oh, I got delivered at a church service. Her freedom is coming at a decision every single step, every breath, every day. It's such a precious story. When we talked on the phone and went over it, I knew a lot of the story, but I didn't know the details. And we got finished, and y'all, I was just that, you know, that cry that you can't even breathe. And the reason why I was crying that is because when I see her, I'm just looking. And I'm like, she don't even look like what she been through. And I know because of what she's told me, it's just the grace of God. So for some of us, again, it's going to be a little bit of peanut butter river just for a little bit. But she's got such a precious story. And the Lord is still unfolding the grace and the glory of what she's doing. So if you've ever been through anything and you, you, maybe you've not um, expressed it to anybody, we're going to talk about that. If you've needed to talk to somebody outside of family, we're going to talk about that. So I want you to remit, repeat after me. Say, this message is a path and a picture to freedom, wholeness, and victory. Yes, and I want us to keep that because we are good and all. We're not going to leave you there. So even though I can tell you all the good things, y'all, she's just cute. She's just as cute as she can be, and she can sing. Like, remember I said I have 99 gifts, but sing is not one of them? Mm, she's got double for me and for her. So she can sing, but I'm going to read the bio because it's some good stuff here. I had almost all of the stuff I was kind of trying to play, connect the dots, but I'm going to say the official bio because I don't want you to miss any of the goodness that she has. So Pastor Ilya Golden was born in Houston, Texas, whoop, whoop, to Tunisia. <laughs> and has spent the majority of her life in Dallas. She's been married to Pastor Derek Golden for 27 years. That's the glory and a miracle by itself. So if you're watching and you didn't think it was possible to make it, it is possible. 27, and they're having a good time. He put on Instagram, I think she likes me. And so they had this little banter going back, and then I just joined in too. So they have not just a picture-perfect marriage, they have a god Douse, beautiful marriage that they've worked very hard on. They have four adult children and a dog named Bishop. Y'all, Bishop got it going on. He has his own Instagram page. <laughs> Pastor Derek and Ilya founded Amazing Church in McKinney, Texas. She is currently enrolled in Grand Canyon University where she is pursuing a degree in behavior health with a focus on trauma. Ilya is a singer, songwriter, and member of the musical brother-sister duo Sib Life. And you can look them up on Instagram as well. She is a disciple of Jesus. Ilya embraces freedom and the hope to believe one day at a time, one step every day. She is always encouraged to see people live their passions, 
overcome low self-esteem and fears, to live transparently vulnerable with courage and without shame. We're going to have the beautiful, the wonderful, the anointed Ilya Golden join me on the stage. Convert, stand up and give the woman of God honor. Let's Hi, everybody. How are y'all doing today? The worship was awesome. Love it. I love your pastor. I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm supposed to be talking already, but, you, could be you know, free, I just wanted honey. to go ahead and say something. But I love Pastor Ray and Wendy. And um, I was sitting here during worship because kind of, we first started out doing ministry together. We, all, we both kind of planted our churches around the same time. And so I remember coming here and leading worship a few times for them. And so I just love them. I hope you love them and that you treat them well and that you honor them. Can y'all just give it up for them again? <laughs> well... This is going to be so good. I'm so excited, and I don't want to over-talk it. So as you see, I have lots and lots of notes because I wanted to stay focused. I actually was going to cut out all those questions I sent Were you, you and put them on index cards and look like I was professional like Oprah. <laughs> but my hair decided that it didn't want to come to church today, so we had a little fight. And so well, I think I it looks pretty. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. And so anyway, we're just having girlfriend time as we get settled. But I am just going to let Ilya go with the overview of her testimony. Okay. And then we do have um, some framework, we're framework we are going to work with. I do have questions, and we've been working on this and talking about it. And I think she actually sent a PowerPoint. So we may get to I that. Do. We may. We may not, but I'll let you lead this because you are anointed, and it is your story. Mm -hmm. It is real, and that's what will make it precious, and I am not married or bound to these questions. So okay, if good. we go a different direction. We'll go wherever the Holy Spirit wants us to go. Yes, we're believing for healing. I need to put my other set of eyes on, though. Uh, all is well. Mm -hmm. See, I put my eyes on the inside, but they don't really work real good. I still have to do this right here, so... <laughs> all right, well, so just good. give let's, us just give us your testimony. Well, let's we'll just jump right on in. Well, again, first of all, I'm so glad to be here with you guys. I'm going to take them off right now. And um, I love this series that you guys are in, Rhythms. Rhythms is about movement. Um, when I think of rhythms, I think about journey. Um, I think about movement. I think of song. I think whether it's slow, whether it's fast, whether it's medium tempo, it has a rhythm. And... Um, and, and there's a pace, and everybody's pace is different. And um, so in talking with Wendy the other day, I, I, said, um, I said, I know I'm jumping around a little bit with my, with my story, and I said, but that's okay. I just want to share with you a gist. So I may jump around a little bit today, but I want to focus really quick on y'all's main scripture, which is Thessalonians. I think that scripture is so powerful, um, and it says, May God himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, make you holy and whole, put you together, spirit, soul, and body, and keep you fit for the coming of our master, Jesus Christ. The one who called you is completely dependable, and if he said it, he'll do it. And so I firmly believe that the reason why I sit here today and that I'm able to even speak today is because of the grace of God um, who has worked his 
love and the grace of God in my heart um, and in my mind, body, soul, and spirit. I've put in the work over these years so that I can sit here today and say I'm whole, but there's something that happens on a daily basis that keeps me in this place. As a young girl, as you read in my bio or saw in my bio that I did, I grew up in Houston, Texas. Um, I was raised by my grandparents. My mom was here. It, um, matter of fact, she graduated from SMU. And so I was raised by my grandparents and um, lived with them till I was probably about seven or eight years old. I actually thought that they were my parents. <laughs> and then my mother came from college and was like, hey, you going with me. We moving to Dallas, you know. And so moved to Dallas, and she ended up marrying the love of her life. And um, I did not know my real father. I've never met him. I've never seen him. Um, as a matter of fact, I kind of um, tried to go around again a few weeks ago. I shared it with our church to, to give it another try. And that week, I kind of had these emotions that were unsettling. And I said, you know, God, maybe you're trying to protect me. Anybody that's so hard to find, I should not be looking for. And in your word, you said that when I seek you, I find you. And so you're good enough. So we'll leave that right there. So I was raised by a single mother. And um, my stepfather, who I, who was my father, that was really the only man I knew outside of my grandfather that I loved, that loved me, that raised me, that took care of me. And, um, and so he began molesting me as a child. And, um, and it went on for years. And basically, I couldn't tell anyone. And I didn't feel like I I had a safe place really to share it, you know, and um, and so uh, along with that, he would take me to work with him and he would give me pornographic magazines to look at. And so this went on probably from the time I was maybe eight or nine years old for at least a few years. And um, then one day my mom was mad at my father. And um, and I said, if I tell her today, maybe she'll believe me. <laughs> And I shared it with her, and she was distraught. And um, I look at that now, and I go, the love of her life that she had to walk away from because she loved me. And um, But throughout those years of experiencing um, that betrayal from him, I, what do I say? It opened me up to things that I, pro I should have never been opened or exposed to. And so here I am going, growing up, and I'll, I was addicted to pornography. I married at a young age, um, 22. I guess that's considered young. I don't know. <laughs> and so even marrying my husband, and listen, guys, I shared this with nobody. Nobody. Um, when I say nobody, I didn't, after revealing it to my mother, and um, I didn't say it to anyone else. I didn't share with anyone that I was addicted to pornography. I was the girl that would go to the stores that you see on the side of the road, and um, I would walk in there and get my the movies, and I'd be like, Lord, please don't let anyone see me, you know, getting these movies. And I would take them home, put them under my bed, and I would watch porn. And that was because it, that's what I knew. That was um, 
what I was exposed to, what I had been open to. There was um, a a sensation or a um, connection to that that had been so ingrained in my brain that I couldn't shake from it. And I knew that it was wrong, and I didn't tell anyone about it, but God... I remember some nights I would just cry and be like, Lord, please, please help me remove the desire of this because I know what it, the feeling that it gives me, but I just don't believe that this is right. And um, so throughout the years, I, um, I remember seeing him somewhere and, um, and I was... I didn't feel any way because I've loved him all my life, right? But I remember the day that I was sitting at work, and I said, God, what happened to him? What happened to him that caused him to betray me or expose me to these things? At that moment... Number one, I no longer was a victim. Number two, I forgave him, and I saw him through a lens that was not my own. Caused me to have compassion. A few years later, he was in a terrible car accident, and he died. And, but throughout the years, that impacted me so much in my relationship with people Um, Because even as a child living with my grandparents, I remember going home one day with my grandmother and my grandfather had taken everything and he left. And so then my mother was married before and I do have permission, just in case you're wondering, she telling all business, you know, and her mom, but I do have permission. We're fully healed of these things and we're free. Um, But my... um, you know, my mother's been married four times and uh, the, the man that she was married to, he left. Not knowing my father, that was, a, that was a wound because there were moments that I wondered, like, what was wrong with me? Like, you knew about me. What, why didn't you pursue me, you know? Um, and then the, the man that I knew as my father, you know? So throughout the years, you can just imagine being married at such a young age, not really seeing a healthy relationship. It was like, oh. Do I trust? Do I not trust? How do, how do I do this? So I marry this wonderful, this wonderful guy, smart. We could talk about anything. He knew the word of God. Um, and probably a year into our marriage, he committed adultery. Not one time, two times, three times, ten times. And I remember the day that um, he shared it with me. And I've always had a feeling, but I just didn't know. And I said, hey, you, you better go ahead and tell me. I know something. Either you're going to tell me or the Holy Spirit going to tell me. You better tell me something. So I remember the day that he told me. And the way that he told me, I knew that it was God that had had him to communicate it in the way that he confessed. And um, I was pregnant with my daughter at the time, and I drove down the highway, and I just cried. And I said, Lord, how do I continue to love him? Because everybody has stuff. And 
The stuff that you have is not the stuff that you ask for. It's not the stuff that you want. And many times it takes us forgiving us so that we can live the best life that God has intended for us to live. And so I thought that I had forgiven him. And um, we continued, we stayed married, and we talked to people, but we never really went to counseling to deal with that wound of adultery or betrayal. And so you can tell me when you want to jump in, because I could just keep going. <laughs> we have the points, but to, to not, I don't want anything to get lost, and we'll go back. So. Okay, so we, we talked to people, and we stayed together, but we didn't deal with the wound. And I remember when we started our ministry, and I just felt like, oh, boy, like my space was invaded. And at that moment, um, I would say probably a year in, I started having these thoughts and um, as if something was wrong with me. I started to have suicidal thoughts. Um, all of these different emotions that I had really never felt before in a greater measure than you being hurt and you crying. Like there's more feeling and emotion, if that makes sense. And then probably about five years into that, I started having suicidal thoughts. And I went, oh, wait a minute. Out of all the things that I've experienced in my life, this isn't cool. You don't get to just show up when you want to and hijack my thoughts. Right. I need to do something. And so I found, a, we found a counselor and um, best thing I could have ever, ever, ever done. And I spent 10 weeks with him. And I remember at the end of those 10 weeks, I said, how do I stay here? because I was at such a good place. It took me a while to get to the point to go because I didn't know how I would feel opening up all and unpacking all of the stuff. Sometimes we experience things and we forget them because of the trauma that we've experienced or we just leave them there and we don't deal with them. And, um, but after we finished, he said, Ilya, Philippians 4 and 8. He said, to think on these things, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are of a good report. Think on those things. That is the scripture that I stand on. Because our thoughts, we have probably over 60,000 thoughts a day. What do we do with them? We can choose to live in a dark, a negative place, or we can ha choose to think the best and use God's word to stand on to reframe our thoughts. So yes. I told it. you, you were looking at a miracle. And so if you made it to this point, what I want you to do now, I'm not being silly now, I do want you to take a deep, deep breath. Breathe in, breathe out. Take another deep breath and breathe out. 
And we do that because even if you haven't experienced those things, it's pretty heavy. And so we're going to go back to move forward, to move. I want to go back so that we can see the steps that she took to receive victory. And in us talking about those steps, the Holy Spirit is going to minister to you. If you've got a story, if you've got some experiences that are like these, uh, that it's possible. But I just really want you, and I'm not um, being, what can I say, um, in the flesh when I say, I want you to take a good look at her. And I want you to have that picture of, wow, this is what grace looks like. This is, there is freedom available to me. And if you are a man, I want to throw you a save. We love our men. And we are praying for you and believing the best. So with Ilya's story, a lot of her trauma was at the hands of the men around her. And a part of our coming today to share this is to let you know that there is freedom available to you, whether you've experienced the same, whether you've been a violator. We have prayed for you, and not just today. And so we, the men that are here listening to this, this is also an opportunity for you to be the best you can for your families and for the other people around you. And so as we, I wanted to give us a little time to, take our deep breath. But there is something, I don't want to get ahead of myself because I told it to you when we talked, there was something very powerful that you said to me when we were on the phone. Mm -hmm. You said that there were people around you mm -hmm. that you knew that they loved you, mm -hmm. but you thought they wouldn't believe you. Oh, yeah. And so my question um, to you is, how can we, parents, teachers, churchgoers, aunties, uncles, mm -hmm. what is it that we can do for the children in our sphere of influence so that they will feel safe to tell? Well, I think it's definitely creating a relationship. And by creating a relationship, you ask questions. You show interest um, in people. When you show interest in people and you ask questions, um, it lets them know that you're interested in who they are, what's happening with them, um, and then creating a safe place. Many times I like to share um, something about me that makes people feel comfortable enough to share something um, with me. And most times I'll come from something that's really strong. Like I am one of those people who will ask the tough questions. So when I do that, it's like, whoa, well, let me tell you this. So it's showing interest. The other thing is, I think with parents, because with your children, all of them are different. And so one approach with one will probably not work for the other one. And so I also think modeling. How do you handle tough things? How do you handle, handle tough conversations? That also lets them know how they can, um, how they can come to you. You know, are you an, are, are you an overreactor? You know, are you a, a th th throw stuff down or, you know, uh, kick stuff? You know, how you respond also lets people know. Um, I was th thinking on my drive over, my mother, um, she often says, she often apologizes, even still today, to me because 
she said she didn't see it. She missed the signs. And I said, Mommy, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay that you didn't. God was with me. God was with me the whole time. It's okay. Because sometimes there are so many things that go on in our lives that we experience. Sometimes we miss things. And, um, and so I am constantly saying there, you know, I don't want you to... This this is this is not yours to carry and and um, and and hold as if you're responsible, you know. So, yeah, Amen. I think those are things are necessary. It is very necessary for people to. Um, I think in order to receive the freedom God has for us, mm -hmm. as we do have to let ourselves off the hook, we and we have to to walk in forgiveness. Yeah. And I, I'm sure, you know, there are young people watching that, you know, maybe they haven't um, had somebody betray them, but because of mm -hmm. the internet access that we have, mm -hmm. there wasn't, that, that wasn't available to you. Yeah. So when you talked about going to the store and getting things, the internet access is invading our children's space and it getting is. them in a web. And one thing I want you to know, whether you're a young person or whether you're an adult, is help is available, oh, yeah. and one thing you said in your bio is you don't want to live in shame. Oh, yeah. It can feel shameful, but let me tell you real ghetto. Don't nobody walking around on two feet have a heaven or hell to send you to, That's so right. you get your freedom. That's right. And it is a beautiful thing. We had gone for our very first coffee. Our yeah. husbands knew each other. We went for our first coffee in, because we weren't even living in McKinney yet. We were in Allen. Mm -hmm. And she looked at me. She was like, oh, I like you. We're going to be friends. <laughs> and then she told me, she said, we'll give you a little bit about my life. I love my husband. He's been a 10-time adulterer. And I have struggled in this area with pornography. Yeah. And I thought, I was looking. She's so I sweet. I laid it on her, didn't I? Yeah. I mean, this was our first coffee that when we met. And, you know, it was, but it, it established a freedom in our friendship. Yeah. And I never knew that we would be to this day. I just thought, oh, I, it felt like you had opened up a treasure yeah. chest and picked yeah. out your choice diamond and you gave it to me. Yeah. Well, this is the deal. I don't do that with everybody. There is a sensitivity and a discernment, I believe, that you must have when it comes to picking the people that you're to do life with. And when you find people that God has placed in your life to do life with, I think that it's, it's, it's important that you are honest, you're transparent, and it allows you to develop a friendship of accountability because that's what friendship is, right? And so by me saying that to her, it let her know, hey, this, okay, so that means, that means we're friends. So that means that if I come to you and I say, hey, this is going on, or I'm feeling this way, she can go, okay, she shared that with me. We're gonna hold each other accountable. So, yeah. yeah. It, it <laughs> was actually a pathway to safety for me because I figure if she would be that deep with me, that if I'm going through something, then I can tell her because she's already, That's right. 
given up, like, hey, this is who I am. And it create because I feel in myself, I'm a safe person. I felt like, oh, she shared this with me. And I'm not going to, you know, tell anybody she trusts me. <laughs> and so it kind of elevated me being a good friend. But also, and we have had those times. Yeah. Uh, um, a couple years ago, I was standing in the Target aisle. Just Levi was in homeschool, and I was in the Target aisle, and, and it was not a good day for me. And so even though we haven't, I haven't experienced the same things, yeah. uh, but it was safe. So even though it's been maybe eight years now, eight years ago, she opened up a pathway that when I'm going through and I want to be anonymous, yeah. then I can be. Because there's some unwritten, ugly, invisible wall, especially in church leadership mm -hmm. among the wives of pastors. We have to be, you know how it's already hard to get together as girlfriends? When you're married to a pastor, there is something that the enemy just does, and he tries to keep us away from each other. And it's not any anger or jealousy. It is just a weird thing that you, if you think it's something to get together with your girlfriends, trying to be accountable in this space, you have to work 10 times harder because you always have something to do. They have something to do. Then when you, when life is happening, especially, yeah. you know, when our husbands get on our nerves, <laughs> we love you husbands. When we're going through life with our husbands. It's important that we have someone to talk yes. to. Yes. Yeah. And it it, 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 your yeah. circle shrinks. Yeah. Because I can't, I mean, if my bestie goes to church with me and then I want to have a girlfriend talk about my husband, I'm really talking about her pastor. And then will she be able to receive from him? And then, you know, it, it gets into those types of things. Or even in ministering, you want to tell, ooh, good, juicy stories. And I'm like, ooh, I can't talk about their pastor like that. And that's not usually anything bad. We've overcome. But it's just like, you yeah. know, it, it, it makes it yeah. more difficult. But um, what I, I want to do, because I want, I want to make sure that we get to this question, because we do have young people here. You knew God this whole time. Oh, yeah. Were you... God did not allow this to happen to you. And that's a, 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 that can, we can get to another peanut butter river because people could say, mm, she loved God. She knew him. She went to church. Why would God let that happen to her? There is such an hour-long theological breakdown to that. Is in this life, the scripture says, we will have trouble. Mm -hmm. God created us from the very beginning to have a free will. He does not, he didn't create robots. So if the free will of another person begins to impede on your free will, it can get real tangly and you can say, where is God? And she already told us where he was when right. she first spoke. She said, he was with me the whole time. Mm -hmm. Did God condone that? Absolutely not. Right. Sin is because of the choices of Adam and Eve, sin was unleashed in the earth. And we live in a very fallen, broken world. But I want to ask you, were you ever angry at God? I was never angry at God. How? I was never angry at God because when, when I couldn't talk to anyone, because I did grow up in church, that was my friend. 
God is who I, that's who I trusted in. That's who I confided in. That's who I, um, that's just, that's what I knew. So never at any moment of any trauma that I've ever experienced, I've never been angry at God. Um, never. That is precious. And that actually elevates his grace because um, I have... I think you said it. Um, we live in a fallen world and God is good. God is faithful. He's perfect in all of his ways. He's omnipotent. He's omniscient. He's everywhere at all times. We as people, just as you said it, because of the fallen world that we live in, we have stuff. And so I can't take the, um, take the, the some, what someone has experienced, has done, um, and say that, and put that on God. That's, we, we, have, we have a choice. God has given us free will to make decisions. And so, um, so yeah, so I've never been mad with the Lord. That, that is, I mean, amazing because something far less that I consider far less yeah. that I've been through in my ex-husband, not Pastor Ray, but my first husband came home and said, I don't want to be married to you anymore. Maybe not my first question, but my second question was like, God, why did you let this happen to me? Why didn't you show me? Probably by three years down the road, the Lord had shown me. I just didn't know yeah. that the Lord was showing me. But I did ask that question mm -hmm. to him. And uh, you can grow up in church. I grew up in church. And you can think you know God, but it seems like you didn't just know him. You experienced yeah. him. Oh, yeah. And it's amazing that you were able to separate what was happening to you. Mm -hmm. But when you were talking, it's like I could see Psalm 91. Yeah. When it said, those who abide under the shadow of the Almighty, he shall hide you in his wing. Even though if I get real technical and picky, and if I stay in the peanut butter river, I could say, mm -hmm. that was not the goodness of God. How could you be that way? But now I can see the goodness of God. Yeah. Your 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 forgiveness and your yeah. healing. Well, that's what I was going to say. At the moment that I took the victim hat off, that I removed the victim thought, and, and forgiveness and compassion and um, the fruit of the Spirit, at the moment that all of those things begin to flood in, it, it takes, it, that is the consuming fire that allows you to begin the healing that you need. You know? Amen. <laughs> When did you realize? I know you had gone through some years. You had only told your mother. You hadn't, you know, and now you're married. And so here, here's another situation you're dealing with. Uh, Pastor Derek at the time. He wasn't Pastor Derek at the time. He wasn't. But, he wasn't Pastor Derek at the time. No. And so when you meet him again, <laughs> you will be like, oh, my goodness. And you're oh, going to yeah. meet him soon because we're going to have them together. We always are trying to get each other together. Um, to do things. But when did you realize, at one point, did you say, because you said you went through the adultery, mm -hmm. and I, I don't, I want you to, in order to see grace, their first year of marriage, mm -hmm. he slept with 10 other women. And I highlight that, I'm not putting him down, yeah. 
but I'm highlighting how we can really go through some stuff. And you see, she's not blaming God. But when, after dealing with the things of your father, even your grandfather, just coming home to be abandoned like that, not knowing your dad, and then here in marriage, when did you decide, mm, I might need to go to counseling? I knew that I needed to go to counseling when I started having suicidal thoughts. That's when I knew that I needed to, and I actually went to my husband and said, hey, I'm having these, I'm having these thoughts, and, um, and I'm not sure why. There's a book that I um, discovered called The Body Keeps the Score. So many times the things that we've experienced um, before when we were younger, um, a lot of times um, those things are those anxiety and fear, those different emotions start to show up because we haven't really dealt with what we experience. And so your body still remembers. It's, it's almost as if it happens. Um, it, it, it could have happened years ago, but it feel, may feel like it just happened on yesterday, you know, and that's, the, that's trauma. And, um, but it was at that time that I realized, I was like, oh, no, I, I got too much to do. I love my husband. I love my family. I love the people that we do life with and that we go to church with. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done it, but the fact that it was showing up in my thought life and it was taking me to such a dark place that I knew wasn't God, um, I was like, I got to get help. I need to do something here. Yes. Yeah. Amen. And you are loved. I don't have to <laughs> affirm that in you, but you are loved and we're so yeah. grateful. I talked to one of my precious daughters in the faith and, and uh, I just checked on her this week. I said, how are you doing? And she said, I'm just hanging on. And I knew we were having today, and I just told her, thank you for hanging on. That's right. Yeah, if you just, if you are just hanging on, and it can feel like you aren't loved, it can feel like you are alone, and you might physically be alone, but you're not alone. Yeah. And if all you have is just a little bit of hang on, mm -hmm. hang on. Yeah, hang and on. find somebody to talk to. Find somebody. There's a lesson that I taught at our church called Perspective is Everything. And um, one of the things that I'm learning in school is it talks about if you're depressed, if you're lonely, um, those type of feelings bring about distorted thinking. And whenever you have a distorted distorted thinking or distorted thoughts, you don't want to make any decisions. You want to find somebody that you can talk to. You think, look at the story of Job. Um, he had counselors. It says it in the Bible. You know, maybe it was his friends, but you find you somebody you can talk to, whether it's a mom, a friend, a, a therapist, somebody, and don't make any decisions yes. on Amen. your own. Amen. Amen. One thing that stuck out with me as well when we when we were on the phone, you said it is easier to go back than to go forward. Mm -hmm. So how if a person finds themselves like, but this really did happen yeah, yeah. and it, it was really real and you weren't there and, and you just don't know, how do they take that first step? I know you gave us something right now is to find somebody to talk to. Mm -hmm. What are some other practical ways that they can actually take steps to move forward because that was powerful to me is easier to go back mm -hmm. and I don't think we ever want to go back yeah. because I believe healing requires work 
it's, it's an intentional every day. Last year when COVID happened, I sat and I thought, I need to change some habits. I need to do some different things. And it required me to get up and do something different and be intentional about it every day. And so that's why I say that. It's easier sometimes for us to stay in, stay in the place that's comfortable versus doing the work. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable doing the work. And the other thing that I received, a revelation that I got, that the work never ends. You know, when you take a test or you study for a test, you take the test and you're done with it, right? And you're like, I don't have to, I took the test, now I do something different. I don't have to study for this one anymore. But in life, the work never stops. Healing is, it's a process of everyday movement, everyday intention, everyday um, choosing to stand on the word, choosing to choose to speak the truth of what God's word says, you know. So that's why I say that. Um, it's easy to find yourself staying in the comfortable spots, but the uncomfortable spots, um, that's where the real work and the real healing takes place. Amen. For somebody that may be watching, there may be somebody here right now who doesn't know scripture. They didn't go grow up in church, or if they, they did, they just don't know. Mm -hmm. And even if we say stand on the word, they don't know where to start. And somebody needs to get free. They want to start on the journey what do you suggest? What do they do? How, what is one practical thing that they can do to start walking in the direction of getting some healing if they don't have the word to fall back on in maybe a, a church community? I think the first thing is to acknowledge where you need the healing. If there is an issue, if there is a porn issue, if there is a fornication issue, if there is an adultery um, issue, if there is a, um, a lying issue, if there is a, um, a, a drug addiction, if there is an alcohol addiction, being very honest and saying, I, this is something that I'm doing. And this is how it's impacting me. And if it's impacting you, it's impacting your family and the ones that love you. So I think the first thing is to be honest and then to find somebody that you can trust, that you can talk to. Um, and then from that point, then move to the next step. But you got to first be honest. Yes, being honest. And that's a good first step yeah. to say. Yeah, because I think a lot of times people are not honest with where they are. They're not honest with the root of what's going on with them um, because of shame. Um, and I, I, I'm, everybody in the room, in this room, has something that either they're dealing with, that they're thinking about, that they're struggling with. And so it's not caring about what anyone thinks, what anyone says. It's it's about getting to the freedom and the place where God has always wanted you to be, the place that he's always already planned and intended for you to be. Um, I'll never forget a few years ago um, at our church, um, my daughter, and I, I, I kind of wrestled with sharing this, but my daughter was betrayed um, by someone in our church. And um, as a mother and a pastor, 
I wrestled. I wrestled with it. And I remember one day sitting in the restroom. I said, Lord, you, I mean, there is no place off limits to you, right? You just come wherever you want to come. <laughs> and the Lord said to me, Ilya, you've allowed what you see to supersede what I see, and I see it all. In that moment, my heart was settled. In that moment, I knew that my, the, the humanity of what I felt and the pain that I felt for my daughter, that God saw it, that he knew it, that he was going to take care of it, that I didn't have to worry about it. And so I want to encourage you today that whatever, whatever it is, God sees it already and he wants you free. He wants you free. He wants you walking in the purpose and the plan for which he originally intended for you to walk in. As we are in the rhythm of life, stuff get on us. But we know how to take a bath and get it off. And that's by coming to the Father, being honest, asking, repenting, and then moving forward. It, I can truly say... When God delivered me from watching pornography, I remember it so clearly. It didn't mean that it wouldn't ever be presented back to me again because ultimately the enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy me, right? right. Um, but I had to have the courage, the bravery to resist the enemy to tell my accountability partner, whoever it was, whether it was Wendy, whether it's my husband, whether it's my, my children, and continue to walk in the place of healing and freedom. So, yeah. Amen. And telling somebody means I'm struggling. It can be as simple as that. I've got a, a family member that can sometimes not have that struggle, but can have some struggle and yeah. be lonely. And we were talking on the phone just about every day. And then, you know, they told me a following week or a couple of weeks later said, oh, I was having such a hard time. And I asked them, can you commit that you would just send me an emoji? I actually teased somebody. We had another family member that we were having trouble getting in contact with. And I just sent a text. If you just send me the middle finger emoji, that's just all I need. You know, and I just wanted to bring some light to it that it would be safe because we were, I mean, I'm getting calls from out of state. Have you talked to so-and-so? Yeah. And I thought, I called so-and-so yesterday and I didn't talk to them. So then it's like friends from out of state. I'm now, my mother called me Eyewitness Wendy. I'm like, mm-mm, something's not right. So now I'm calling friends. I am DMing male friends, look, I'm married. I don't want none. I need you to tell me about this person right here. And, you know, all of this, I mean, this is going on for a, a day and a half. And so I go to, to, to Pastor Ray and I was like, oh, baby. And he said, it's okay. They're going to be fine. But that is where I started because I didn't want them to feel like they did something to me because they didn't answer three phone calls. It was not about me. If you're having a struggle, it's a struggle. So when they got on the phone, the first thing they said is, I'm sorry. I said, mm-mm, don't you apologize to me because the goal had been met. You are safe. Now, where do we need to go from here? But I've done silly things like that just recently. If you just got to send me a little funny emoji and just say, look, leave me alone right now. I'll talk when I want to. That's fine. 
So get a code system for somebody, even if it's just one person. And we've got so many modes of communication now. It can be safe. If you just send a text, you might just send, you know, you might think, well, on the text might be too close, but maybe if I just send them a message in Facebook, they might see, they might not. But reach out to someone and just say, hey, how do I begin? We have Shavonda Allen um, here with us. And so if you need to uh, talk with her, that is her job. So we will work something out with her. We'll work something out so that you can at least get started on uh, your healing. If you are watching and you're out of state, you're out of town, I know that there are, are hotlines available. If you have the courage to just send us an email so that we can pray for you, mm-hmm. and we will do that. But admitting, acknowledging, I'm having trouble keeping this picture. I'm not the only one. It might be different, mm-hmm. but it, it can be something. That I was, you know, of course, bragging that you were coming <laughs> to family members, and I was like, you know, we do all have our stuff. Even though I haven't experienced those things, is that I have my own childhood experiences. I knew who my father was, but he just would not show up. I was telling, I think, the women on the Bible study, I was six years old, and my mother had done my hair, and I'm waiting for him to come pick me up to go to the movies. And I could have it wrong, but I did not see him again until I was 19. Like, he never showed up that day. Ever. Not a call. Not he. I mean, I just remember waiting and waiting and waiting and he never showed up. And if I hadn't been through counseling myself, Mm -hmm. I would compare your story to my story and think I hadn't been through anything. Mm -hmm. So don't minimize what you've been through. Don't minimize your story. What's real and hurtful for you is real and hurtful for you. And so I know enough now. I think we started, when we started serving with Hope's Door, yeah. is that I just witnessed some things. And even Pastor Ray and I were staying with friends, and one of the spouses was physically abusive to the other spouse, and we're trapped. We were newly married, and I didn't realize. I always thought that abuse and trauma only happened to the person it happened to. Yeah. I didn't realize being a bystander mm-hmm. could affect you it's traumatic and you you can't do anything about it and so there we can just go on and on but I don't I I, I don't I don't want to over talk the time because we could go another hour but I want to wrap it up because when I look at you I am seeing illuminated Romans 8 28 all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord, yeah. who are called according to his purpose. So where are you now? You got four grown kids, you're married, we're out of the peanut butter river. Tell us where you are now. Oh my gosh, you know what's so funny? I was telling uh, my assistant that came with me, Moya, I was like, oh, I should get tissue just in case I cry. But you know, if I cry, it's because I am so happy I'm so um, grateful and filled with gratitude. When I look over my life, I know you, you know, you hear people say, when I look over my life, you know. <laughs> but seriously, when I look over my life, I knew the intention of the enemy was to destroy me, was to steal my mind, was to take me out of here. But when I look at 
who I am, who God has created me to, to be, um, I'll tell you guys something. I remember being a little girl sitting on my grandmother's floor in the living room watching TV. And I always wanted to sing. And I'm almost 50 years old. And the dream that I always wanted to do, I'm experiencing it now with my brother recording and writing music. And I feel so full. And um, so that's what I would say, Wendy. I'm filled, filled with gratitude. I'm excited about what God is doing and about the future. Um, I love that you guys are teaching this series on rhythms and talking about mental health and talking about healing. Our church is actually doing a series right now called Better. And I think it's a time where we could all look at each other with such compassion and through the lens of the Lord and um, come together and be vulnerable and help each other to get to the place that God really wants us to be. And that's walking in freedom and walking in health and walking in wholeness, walking in his truth, walking in peace, walking in victory, walking in love, walking in gentleness, walking in patience, all of the things that are of the fruit of the spirit that are of his character. That's who he's created us to be. We have the ability to do those things and be those things for ourselves, but also for other people. Amen. So I'm good. <laughs> yes, you look good too. Yes. So that clap is for you and it is for the wonderful God that we serve. We're going to close right now, but I do want us to take another breath. If you find yourself in this moment in a, in a, just a hurtful place where you've Maybe you've not spoken or maybe you've spoken and you've not been believed and you've not been heard. We're just going to say a prayer over you. And I want you to know that if you just held your breath this entire message, that healing seeds have been deposited. Maybe tomorrow you're not in a position where you can emotionally just admit something. And maybe on Monday you may not be in an emotional place where you can make a call or get an accountability partner. But could you do this for me? Could you just receive way down in here that you took the first step by watching to the end? The first step of saying, you know what? I'm gonna white knuckle it, listen to this. That might be your very first step. And because you did, and because this this message has been bathed in prayer and with the Word of God. Guess what? The Holy Spirit is going to make a way for you. He is no respecter of person. He made a way for Elia's freedom, and now she's showing others how to get free. She's making that her life purpose. Her degree is going to be in, in, in behavior health with an emphasis in trauma. And so that thing that could have just ensnared her and had her on a destructive path for all of her life, she, by the grace of God, has unraveled herself and turned that into a lifeline to snatch others out. And it won't be a clinical, oh, this is what you went through, okay. It'll be from, you're gonna be okay. I know it because I'm okay. One thing you said that I thought was so interesting when you went into ministry and when you all started pastoring, 
that's when those uh, destructive thoughts started happening because you felt like your space was invaded. And it was, it was because of the undealt trauma. So you could go to something as simple as a new job and you could feel like, oh my goodness, I'm about to implode and you don't know what it is. Find somebody. And sometimes it can't even be somebody that loves you. Sometimes it's safest to do it with somebody anonymous, but an anonymous person that will do something about it. If you've tried to talk to someone and they haven't listened, usually 10 times out of 10 is they don't know what to do. They just don't know what to do. So go tell somebody else. Tell somebody until they believe you. You found an, an open door. My mama's mad today. I might as well get in where I can get in. <laughs> Whatever it needs to That's be, right. find a way. Be in for yourself. If they've lied to you, I'm gonna, somebody could lie and say, I'm gonna hurt you, I'm gonna hurt your family, I'm gonna hurt your mom. It's a lie. You get your freedom. Let me pray over you right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this precious time. We thank you that your word is alive right now. The book of Revelation says that they overcame the evil one by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. So Lord, we thank you that by your grace in this testimony that Elia has gone up three more rungs on the ladder of freedom because of your grace. But Lord, that same freedom and that same grace that you bestowed upon Elia, Lord, we just, I just almost beg you right now, Lord Jesus, that you do it for that one that's looking, that you do it for the one that's hoping, that you do it for the one that's hopeless the one that doesn't know what to say, how to say it, when to say it, that you would open up a, an opportunity and that you would do what only you can do. You will take the seemingly impossible and turn it around. Lord, we've been singing that song. And so we repeat the words back to you. We are calling on the name that changes everything. Jesus, Jesus. Lord, we thank you that your healing has gone forth. We thank you that this word, this message will be received with joy, with hope in everything you've intended it to be. Lord, thank you for this, this opportunity. And Lord, we pray from the youngest to the eldest that freedom would abound toward your people and overtake them to your glory. It is in the precious name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Lady Ilya, for being here. Yes. And so we're going to end on a high note. Guess what? Stand up. If you're in the house or if you're at home, just lift your hands up. Shake it off because guess what? We're going to start a new week. Tomorrow is going to be a great day, Lamentation says, and Lamentations 3, morning by morning, new mercies I see. So tomorrow is a fresh start, and so we're going to leave you with some hope. So if you're here, hold up your hands, and I speak this blessing over you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you, and in Jesus' name, give you peace have a fantastic week we love you
If you were impacted by today's message, we would love to hear from you. Maybe today's sermon was exactly what you needed to hear, or you prayed the prayer of salvation for the first time. If so, we would love to send you some information to help you kickstart your relationship with God. Or if you want more information on how to join our virtual family, email us at info at weareconverged.com. If you would like to partner with us financially, you can do so online safely and securely at www.weareconverged.com give. You can also text 77977, type in Converge Give and the dollar amount. You can also find all of this information on our mobile app. Simply open your app or Play Store, search Converge Church Plano and download the app. It's that easy. Thank you again for joining us for today's worship experience. We look forward to staying connected with you.